Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Monday the 27th of June and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to of course you can always head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read our disclaimer there. And of course, if you're not yet a member of Marcus Today community, you can sign up for a free trial there as well. All right, well, a big, big night in the US markets on Friday night. The question, of course, is whether we have now seen the bottom, but certainly a pretty impressive gain on Friday. We had the Dow Jones up 823 points, or 2.68%. A really good night. 31,501 points. We have the Nasdaq up 3.34%, 375 points, 11,608. And the S&P 500 up 3.06 in the middle for diddle, as is its want. Up 116 points, 3,912. And as a result of all this bullishness, the VIX index fell two points, or 6.27%, with SPY futures rallying another 103 points, 1.59%. So doing well there, 65.73. So it looks as if we have a pretty good day in store for us. In terms of commodities as well on Friday, we had Brent crude up 1.24%. So despite the fact that the world is supposedly slowing down and there is more recession fears than inflation fears, that oil price just keeps bubbling along. 113.12 for Brent crude, WTI up 1.35%, $1.43 to 107.62. The gold price down $8.10, 1830.3, down 0.44. And the iron ore price up one and a half bucks, 1.19%, 128.53. And other commodities last night, or on Friday rather, we had copper uh, down uh, 4.5%, nickel down another 8.54%. We had aluminium down 0.9%, zinc down 5.5%, lead down 4.7%, tin down a massive 16.7%. Bear in mind though that tin is a very Uh, It's not a very well-traded metal. It's not like some of the others, but certainly big pressures at the moment on the commodity prices, which is uh, somewhat strange given the tight supply constraints that we are still seeing (coughs) in commodities generally. But at the moment, everything is being trumped by that fear of a global recession, which is giving our market a boost perversely. So bad news is good news. As a result of all this weakness in the commodity markets, we did see metal stocks and mining stocks overseas doing pretty well. We had BHP up 2.9%, Rio up 3.1% in ADR terms, Freeport McMoran up 4.8%, Alcar up 5.9%, Tech 3.3%, Glencore 0.8%, Vale 2%, and Albemarle getting its rocket-fired boosters on up 5.2%. So all was right with the world on Friday night. For the week, the S&P 500 rose 6.4%, the Dow added 5.4%, and the NASDAQ had a 7.5% gain for the week. And also, interestingly, we did see 19 billion shares change hands in US exchanges on Friday, which compares to around 13 billion the daily average over the last 20 sessions. So we are seeing volumes pick up as the market rallies. 
which is good news. I had thought that the market rally would only be precipitated by a fall in the oil price, but it does seem as if we are seeing uh, some tempering of the enthusiasm for inflation, and we are seeing one or two economic data points coming out, which showing a slight slowing of the economy in the US and a slowing of inflation, certainly on expectations as well in the US in terms of that. And even the JP Morgan equity strategist Marco Kalankovic and Bram Kaplan see the path to a near 7% surge in the S&P 500 as the calendar moves from June to July. So we are seeing a little bit of a surge happening at the moment. Consumer inflation expectations have also eased as the price of oil has come down from its recent highs. The highlight of this week for our stocks will be retail sales on Wednesday. As far as major stories go, uh, we are obviously expecting a strong start today. And the G7 Summit G7 summit opened amid lower expectations and protests, and it also was seen as a bit of a threat to Russia. And as a result of this, Russia fired a few rockets into Kyiv just to uh, keep things or keep the G7 mines focused on the war in Ukraine. Goldman Sachs analysts see first hints of consumer spending pullback amid high inflation and declining asset prices. And the San Francisco Fed's daily says her starting point for July FOMC is 75 basis points. And the Bank of International Settlements, I saw their general manager, was calling for central banks to act quickly and decisively before inflation becomes entrenched. And bond traders conflicted about whether recent yield pullback represents a bottom or a pause with G7 leaders to discuss a cap on Russian oil prices. Metal prices, as you saw on those prices on Friday, uh, certainly saw their worst quarter since 2008. Um, This is despite, in some places like copper and even tin and zinc, uh, supply constraints still very much in evidence. There is no new mines and no new supply coming on, but yet the prices are falling. At some stage, we will see commodities Uh, rise and maybe that's what's driving the commodity miners at the moment which look as if they may have bottomed as well. As far as US stocks go as well we had Apple up 2.4%, Meta the artist formerly known as Facebook up 7.2%, Google up 5%, Microsoft up 3.4%, Amazon 3.6%, Tesla 4.5%, Netflix even had a 5% gain. U.S. banks charging ahead as well. J.P. Morgan, 2.98% better. Citigroup, 3.26%. Goldman, 5.8%. Wells Fargo, 7.5%. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 5.5% as well. So we are going to see a good, good start for our market with that. SPY futures up 103 points. As far as local news goes today, there's not much at this early hour. Suncorp, though, is looking to spin off its banking unit, which has been around since 1902 as the Suncorp Agricultural Bank. Uh, They are looking to follow the lead, I guess, of the other big four banks in terms of uh, going back to their core business, which for Suncorp looks as if it's insurance and they have employed, well, they have given Baron Joey Capital the mandate. Interestingly, Baron Joey Capital... Uh, making big inroads in that M&A space at the moment, which is slowing down, of course, because of market uncertainty. But maybe we'll get those uh, fired-up moves uh, from the US uh, translating to some certainty and some confidence in the M&A space. But uh, Suncorp does look as if it could float off or demerge or even sell its banking unit. 
Uh, Jolt Charge and Endeavour Energy have partnered in a plan to install up to 1,000 electric vehicle chargers in Sydney. And private equity may be interested in Arden Leisure. Of course, Arden recently has sold off its US business, uh, leaving it just really with uh, the theme parks in Queensland. So private equity may well be interested there. And other moves from private equity. Speculation is mounting that Singaporean sovereign wealth fund GIC will take a stake in the operating company of Ramsey Healthcare if KKR proceeds with its buyout of the $16 billion Ramsey Healthcare, which has gone very quiet. And Ramsey trading at a big, big discount to the price that uh, KKR did mention in their non Binding, highly conditional, etc. Look at Ramsey, which was around, um, I think, $88. So uh, a long way away from that. So plenty of upside if that deal ever does come to fruition. But certainly our market today looking for a strong gain. And we will see commodity stocks kick despite the commodity prices easing. And we will, of course, see the banks kicking as well. Uh, they should do pretty well. We had um, 10-year yields in America and the U.S. still falling, 3.13%. Australia now 3.71%. Germany back to 1.43%. So we are seeing those yields coming under pressure, and that will help the equity market rally as well. Even in Europe, we saw good gains there. Uh, Stocks 50 was up 2.8%. FTSE up 2.7%. CACs up 3.2%. DAX up 1.6%. So some good news coming. And the question on most investors' lips will be, did we see the bottom of the market, which is actually the question of the day today. Was the US market move a bottom or just another dead cat bounce? Certainly plenty of optimism around after that big move last week in the US markets. And it remains to be seen whether that will happen in ours. But certainly the end of tax year does complicate things a little bit with our market. There are some tax loss selling, index rebalancing, quarter end, etc. And there's window dressing as well. So it is a complicated environment. And we do also see July kick off US earnings season, of course. So that is going to be imperative for the market and whether it's going to continue with that rally. And then, of course, we have August in terms of our result season. So it's going to be a busy two months, that is for sure. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. And we're back with the video. And uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can head on over to the Marcus Today podcasts and you can catch up with the Marcus Strategy podcast, which is our fly on the wall morning meeting or the on the desk podcast where the team in Melbourne discuss all things financial and my on the couch podcast, the last one of which was with Marcus answering your questions, but we'll have a fresh one up at the end of this week as I sit down with one of the nicest people in the market to discuss where we are, where we're going, and where we've been. So that'll be interesting for the new financial year. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening, and have a great day.